0: Right now, today is the day that you choose to change the rest of your life. It is time to turn your setback into the greatest comeback story ever told. And nobody is more capable than you. This is the Ranting Weight Watcher podcast. The future number one weight loss podcast in the world. I am your host, Donato Russo. I hope you enjoy the show today. If this is your first time here and you enjoy the show, please subscribe and spread the word of the Ranting Weight Watcher podcast wherever you are and to whomever will listen. If you'd like to connect on social media or wherever else, check out my Linktree page, Linktree forward slash The Ranting Weight Watcher. Let's connect today. Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode 151 of the Ranting Weight Watcher podcast. If this is your first time here, welcome to the show. Please, if you enjoy it and it does something for you in your health journey, please consider subscribing to the show. And most of all, if the application you're using allows you to rate the show If you give it a four-star or five-star rating, it'll help everyone else find the show, and you will be doing so much to help the growth of this podcast, and especially if you tell anyone who will listen about the show. I have lots to talk about today. Let's get into this! Journey Updates I am up 0.8 this week. For the month of July, we finished the month down 1.6 pounds. Total loss since January 2019 is 164.4 pounds. Total pounds remaining to get to the 175 pound milestone is 10.6 pounds. Total pounds remaining to get to the 200-pound milestone is 35.6 pounds. Phase two, the final week, ended in success. The average daily caloric intake was 2,342, and the goal per day was 2,300. The average daily protein intake was 255 grams per day and the goal was 229. The average daily carbohydrate intake was 195 grams per day and the goal for phase two was 199 grams per day. The average daily fat intake was 69 grams per day and the goal was 90 grams per day. All in all, phase two did its job. I got carbohydrates to be under 200 grams per day. And I knew I was approaching phase three. Now, phase three, as I approached it, was becoming the scariest of the phases so far. I knew this one in my head was going to be extremely difficult, Going from 199 to 175 grams per day of carbs was something I was not looking forward to. I'll say it just like that. You know, when I began this transition to the macro-based nutrient approach from start to current has been to save fruit at all costs. I surprised myself with how easily I walked away from stuff like bread or anything starch-related. I walked away from these things for with with such ease. And as I approached phase three, I started to think that now I was at a point where it had to be fruit that had to go. And logically, when I looked at the numbers, when I looked at the number of grams of carbohydrates I took in on the entire day, the easiest things to eliminate to make this transition as quick as possible was to eliminate the apple and the banana that I eat on a daily basis. That would have brought me way under the carb goal for phase three of 175 grams per day with ease. But as I got closer and closer to phase three, I got more and more nervous that this would not be a sustainable move. And in talking to people about it and expressing how I was getting nervous about this, someone in passing had said, it's weird that you're willing to let go of fruit this time when there's still stuff like bread in your daily intake and i said i only went for the fruit because it was the easiest two numbers to eliminate to make the numbers work it was all about numbers i wasn't i wasn't looking at the food item as much as i was looking at the numbers when i made the decision But then I started to really think about this. And last week, while I was in the final week of phase two, I pre-tracked the whole first week of phase three. I tracked it and I basically made a copy of the final week of phase two. And because every Monday is the same, every Tuesday is the same, it was easy to see in each day... What could I eliminate that was common of all the days to try and attempt to bring the numbers to what I needed to without dropping the banana and the apple? And suddenly I started to think, could I do the first breakfast of the day with no carbs at all? Just have eggs with hot peppers, cheese. Could I really do it? And I started to play around with it. I started deleting things, adding things, messing around with it. I added one egg to make it three eggs. Make it basically a nice omelet, a nice size omelet. I noticed that by moving the wraps that I would eat for that breakfast with those eggs to lunch, I could free up carbs by eliminating the bread that was at lunch and by eliminating one of the two clementines I eat on a daily basis and by eliminating a quarter cup of the mixed vegetables I eat four out of the five days of the week. Not only was I able to bring the carbs down below 175, I was in the 160s for four out of four the majority of the week. The only day I saw a problem, and it's funny because it kind of posed a problem in phase two as well, was Wednesdays. And the reason why Wednesdays proposed an issue was because Wednesday is the only dinner of the week where the side is a heavy carb-related side. But even still then, I was under 175 based on the estimations of the previous week. How much did the fruit weigh? How much did the carbs go for that I was doing from the previous Wednesday? So I, I said to myself, if everything stayed the same, I would still be 173. Now that's cutting it close because the one thing that varies each week is the weight of the vegetables, the weight of the fruit. But as I came up with this plan, I suddenly started to feel much better about phase three because phase three didn't involve removing my two favorite things to eat on a daily basis anymore. I easily walked away from the bread. It's amazing when you think about it. How did I get here? how did I get to the point in my life where I could walk away from rice, bread? I mean, with ease. I discarded them without even thinking twice. I used to have one to two cups of rice with dinner every night, depending on what night of the week it was. With WW, having zero-point foods, having two cups of rice with dinner was a possibility because I was eating chicken breast. And when when I read that macro book and I decided to make some real choices in my life about how to feed my body based on the nutrient it needs, I walked away from these things with... Almost zero hesitation. They never... Walking away from that rice never caused me the anxiety as the thought of walking away from a banana and apple did as I approached phase three. Isn't that something? Back when I first started, there was a... We were... I mean, at that time, this was pre-pandemic. So we were going every Saturday to the Weight Watcher studio in Coral Springs, Florida. And this was like any other Saturday. We go, got weighed in, stayed for the meeting, left. And I remember feeling really good this particular Saturday. I don't know why. It, It had nothing to do with the scale result at the time, and I can't exactly remember the exact reason why either but I do remember enough to say that it had nothing to do with the scale. But there was some sort of excitement in me as we left that day. And I remember telling my wife, something just feels different this time. I don't know what it is, but something feels different. And I kind of looked at her and said, don't you think it feels different? She looked at me like I was crazy. She saw it as like the same as any other time we've attempted. But to me, for whatever reason on that day, this attempt to lose weight felt different than every other attempt in my life. And I can't explain the reasons why. If you would have asked the 2019 version of me, the the day one, January 12th, 2019 version of me, there is no version of my story that I ever saw it even remotely possible that I had would... That I would have zero concern to walk away from processed food, starchy carbohydrates. There is no version. In my wildest fantasies on January 12th, 2019, I would never tell you that I could see myself walking away from stuff with ease, without hesitation. On stuff that I I felt at the time I was addicted to. There was always parts of me that felt I was addicted to food. Since the beginning. I mean, since the beginning of my life, really. Everything revolved about around food. You know, I, I often talk about, even in this podcast, in, in my walk videos, I often talk about the old me. And until this moment the old me meant the me that existed before 2019. I never really realized until now but the length of time on plan has shown me there are more than one old version of me. Does that make sense? There have been different versions of me all throughout my life. And that's kind of what I want to talk about today. The versions of me. We can go really back to the beginning here. And we can call the first version of me Fat Me. And I could easily say about Fat Me, Fat Me pretended that I understood what happiness was. That as long as I had the things I wanted, I was happy. Even though the staggering amount of insecurities Fat Me had I could easily say that I understood happiness. When I sit here now and look back at that version of myself, I could see that everything that I portrayed as happiness was basically a visual lie. Because, I mean, so many people in this world, including myself... If you wait long enough, if you just observe and wait long enough, people will reveal them true their true selves. If you just observe and wait. And their actions, never mind what they say, but what they do will dictate who they are more than their words. I spent a lot of time as Fat Me hiding behind humor in order to distract myself from how depressed I really was during that time period. We're talking about years and years building this. At 26 years old came the next version of me. I had, fat me had become so bad that drastic measures needed to be taken. Otherwise, you probably wouldn't hear my voice right now had I not done it. So fat me became post-op me. If you're new here and you haven't gone back to episode one, in 2004, I had gastric bypass surgery. We're going to take a break. Don't go anywhere. I now present to you the Ranting Weight Watcher Accountability Creed. If you choose this day to say this creed, you are accountable to me, the author. You are also accountable to all of those before you who have taken the creed and all of those after you who will take the creed but most of all you are accountable to yourself now recite with me the accountability creed nothing can stand in my way because I choose to be unstoppable my challenges crumble in my presence because I choose strength when I am weak. My insecurities have no power over my life because I choose confidence in the face of fear. I own every last one of my mistakes because I choose growth over mediocrity. The mirror and the scale are powerless because I move forward in spite of the result. Circumstances are not obstacles because I see solutions instead of problems. The demons of my past can no longer torment me because I choose to renew my mind daily. All things are possible as long as I believe because if God is for me, who can be against me? This is the creed I declare each day. It is about what I do, not what I say. I will learn the work that needs to be done. I will never stop, even when I've won. I will work consistently, no matter the cost. I refuse to believe that all hope is lost. I will work when I want to. I will work when I don't. I will work when they are cheering. I will work when they won't. I will work when it's easy. I will work when it's hard. The atonements that I've made are made with no regard. I will work when it's cold. I will work when it's hot. Because choices have consequences, justified or not. When I think I know it all, I will start back at one. Because regardless of what I think, the work is never done. And from this moment forward, When times are tough, I choose to believe that I am enough. And we are back. Thanks for sticking with me. So even within the time period that I was dealing with gastric bypass surgery, there were different versions of me. In the beginning, was all about healing. The first month or so, or even more, maybe the first two months, there was enormous incision that went down my entire abdomen from chest to belly button a scar going straight down. This scar needed to heal. But everything was about trying to keep the pain down as much as possible. Eventually, the pain was gone. Really started to come to a understanding of what was expected of me at the time. And then came the second version of me. But when I started to hang out with friends again and stuff like that, I quickly felt like a a freak. I felt like I was not even, there was this just, I was not like anything. I was not a fat person anymore. I was not a skinny person either. I was just this weird freak in between stapled, intestines rerouted. My large intestine is not ever going to be used ever again in my body. And because of this, I created health issues that I deal with now. Hypoglycemia. I have an inability to digest certain foods because the large intestine did all of that work. And now the large intestine is bypassed. My food goes from my mouth to my stomach to my small intestine and so on. In spite of feeling like a freak came success. And with success came confidence. So the successful version of me gave birth to a version of me that... I am not proud of. And that version of me is the over relaxed, overly confident version of me. When this version of me came, there was a long reign of uncontrolled nonsense. Uncontrolled nonsense. Making stupid moves. Doing things in ways that you should never think to do them. The scale started to go up. And I spent a lot of my time living in denial. Avoiding the scale. Hating other people for doing it correctly. Mocking other people's efforts to become healthy. In reality, because I wasn't practicing. I wasn't doing it the right way. So rather than face the truth of me not doing it the right way, I mocked others. Distanced myself from people. So on January 4th, 2019, my 41st birthday, a new version of me was born. And that was the moment I decided to take my head out of the sand and face the truth and see the consequences for what I had done to myself. I stepped on the scale that morning and I was back to 403 pounds. From 460 to 277 and 15 years later, 403. It was a hard pill to swallow that day. A week later, I stepped into WW and began this journey. I call the beginning year in my WW life the immature me. I was so incredibly overly emotional at the first year of this journey. Whether the scale went in the right direction or the scale went in the wrong direction, I was out of control emotionally. Somewhere along the line, I adapted some tools for success. Rather than trying to fit the foods into my life That I knew caused my problem in the first place. My attempt was to look for foods. That WW would consider point friendly. That I could love. And stick to. To enable me to walk away from the other foods for a time. As I started to venture out. And have nights out to dinner stuff like that, I encountered issues where I didn't know how to track certain items because there was nothing in the app that represented that item. So this began me using the recipe builder in an unorthodox way, a way that it was never meant to be used, a way to make my tracking more accurate. Most people would just put a recipe that They make regularly into the Recipe Builder in order to have a point value for something they make. Where I was going into restaurants and ordering food that wasn't really represented in the app. At least at that time it wasn't. For all I know, now they are. I looked up recipes and built them in the Recipe Builder and gave myself a method to track these dishes. Not 100% accurate, but I gave myself a method. At some point, the consistent version of me was born. I created this exercise regimen that was not only consistent, it was measurable. I could see that I was achieving what I set out to achieve. Fast forward 16, maybe 20 weeks later, a total. It is a foundational piece to what makes this journey so successful. I connected my Fitbit to the WW app and saw a translation of the work I was putting in into Points. This taught me something astronomically valuable even to this day. I can look at a piece of food and know how hard of a workout it would take to create the points for that piece of food. Let's just take, for instance, a slice of pizza. What is that, nine points? I knew how much work it took To create nine points. So now there was a sweat equity in that slice of pizza. There was a body soreness to that slice of pizza. It was no longer just a slice of pizza I was tempted by, it also had a calculable level of work associated with it. This discovery was very empowering. The creation of activity points led to a way of managing tough situations that happen every year. It led to management of the holidays in a way that I never saw. All with the introduction of connecting the Fitbit app to WW. So that when I did a walk, it translated to activity points. Being able, having the power to add, made it so that guilt was removed ahead of time. When I implemented these things in my life, I did them for how to deal with the holidays. And I would go for a walk and create 20 points of activity and then allow myself to use those 20 points in addition to the points that I had for the holiday meal. It enabled me to track things guilt-free because there was a level of work that went along with creating those points. I still use this method today creating all of these different tools and how I used them to help my journey gave birth to another version of me, an extremely confident experimental risk taker. I started diving into experiments on my own body, essentially, seeing what if I introduce certain things into my life, Would it do anything good or positive toward the journey? All of this experimentation led to me having questions. And when I have questions, there is no length to which I will go to try and find answers to those questions. So the confident experimental risk taker gave birth to another version of me. And that version of me was the seeker of knowledge. In this quest to find out as much as I could, I found... Christine Heronick. And her book. Unlock Your Macro Type. And up to that point, I had been so intimidated by macros, I never really realized the valuable tool that they are. If you're saying like, oh, I want to change things up. I want to change the foods I eat. If you ever want to know where you're at, if you really dedicate yourself to doing macros to figure that out, everything is out there in front of you as to what you eat a lot of, what you eat little of, and what you eat somewhere in the middle of. Everything's broken down into one of three macronutrients. And if you ever wondered what it is, you're, how you're eating, what, what kind of lifestyle you're living based on the food choices you make, you would only need to do some serious tracking. I mean, tracking on a level that um, many people would think I was crazy to do. The true composition of the food going in my mouth was discovered using macros. And this led to exactly what you hear me report on every week, to change the composition of the food I eat over time. Because according to this book, I should lead a low-carb, high-protein lifestyle. It actually gave me percentages. A certain percentage of the food I ate would have to come from carbohydrates. A certain percentage would come from fat, and another percentage would come from protein. So I decided to test out what am I actually putting in my body? What? What? Is the composition of the nutrients going in my body? And I discovered that where the book recommended I be at 144 grams per day, I was ingesting anywhere between four and 500 grams per day of carbohydrates. And here I am now, in phase three of my quest, from four between four and 500. I am down to one, 175. Still on my way down to 144 to try and attempt to be where this book recommended I be. If I will stay there, if I think it's sustainable, that's another question. But I will get there because the book recommended it. Once I'm there, That's another story. What will happen next is another story altogether. Now I have a question. How many versions of yourself exist? How many versions of yourself do you think you've met? And what do you think you need to do to meet the rest of them. And that's just the question of the year, isn't it? You see, the actual answer is you never get to meet those future versions of yourself if you don't do the list of tasks required to get past the current version of you. Whatever you're struggling with, whatever you're dealing with, the only person that can get rid of those problems and get to the next version of yourself is you. And those things that you struggle with are the things you need to overcome to get to the next version of you. It is not just like you're gonna keep emotional eating for the rest of your life. It is not just like you're going to battle with uh, trigger foods and all that other stuff. These are all things. Think of it as a test, a test of your will to get to the next version of yourself. Every step closer will get harder and harder and harder. But if you're not willing to fight for yourself right now, if you're not willing to do the tasks right now that have you to get to the next version of you, you'll never see the final version of you. It's that simple every version of you has a list of tasks for you to accomplish to get to the next version and your choice is to accomplish those tasks or never get to the next version it is that simple now the one thing you could stop doing is stop living in the delusions of your own bullshit and actually get those lists of things done because if those stupid things are what separate you from the next version of you. Who cares? Think about that next version of you. Think about who she is, who he is, how wonderful they are, and how much better than you that they are. Only one way. There's only one way for you to get there. And that is for you to do what's required to get past the current version of you. How much longer are you going to put it off? Because it's all up to you. I love each and every one of you. God bless you all.